Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. Today, I'm here with Tony, um, and I want to say your last name correctly, Tony Shebald. <laughs> I know, I probably didn't say it right. Sybald, I always tell people you don't have to stress the second syllable, because I okay. don't have any hair anyway. Okay, so I met Tony in November of 2020. I think that's the first time, but my friend Amanda, who has been on the podcast previously, um, introduced me to Tony and his energy clinic on the Hamilton Mountain, and I did my Reiki too with him. Um, it was a great experience, and now um, his wife is my osteopath at the uh, clinic as well, and um, yeah, my first experience with Reiki 1 was a little different than Reiki 2, and I thoroughly enjoyed getting my Reiki 2 with you, Tony, it was a lot um, calmer experience for me personally and like learning how to protect my energy and like taking that forward like now and how I sort of manage that and everything. So yeah, so do you want to sort of talk about you, what you do, um, the Feel Fully Alive Again and your sort of um, energy healing story and how you got into all that? Sure. And thanks so much for having me on today. A lot of fun. And I look back to the first time we met in Reiki training. That was a, was a great day. And I have to, you know, say how much you have totally like just bloomed. Like, I, I don't know, you have this, this extra confidence and light about you since the first time. And I just want to congratulate you. You're, you must be doing some amazing things for yourself. So thank you. Yeah. What the work I am doing now feels more aligned. Like I'm it feels like I'm in better service than what I was doing previously. So you can totally tell and that that's, that's just the most amazing and wonderfully beautiful thing to see in the universe when someone finds their calling and just dives in. Thank you. So my story, I'm basically starts, you know, about 27 years ago, my wife and I, we lost our first daughter and, you know, it, it just, it's put me into a deep depression ultimately. And I lost my health. For a number of years, I was just sick all the time. My body crashed. Uh, and then later on, I had heart problems. And I, I was so so angry and sad all the time. And I kept everything locked inside of me. And that's kind of when I started a, a journey to, to see there must be more out there to life. And you know, because I had been on antibiotics after antibiotics for years, and nothing ever really helped me. So my good friend, uh, Peggy Margaret, 
uh, she, she took one look at me one day. I, I had quit my job. I lay on the couch for a week. I was so depressed. And I made myself go to a coffee shop. And she said, you look like crap. She goes, I'm learning this thing called Reiki. I want to practice on you. And that was like 27 years ago. So normally I would have laughed at her, but I said, all right, go ahead. And it was, it was cool. I felt something move in my body. I left the session feeling calmer and I could see the leaves. And so that was kind of the start of everything. And so I started, I got my level one and two and Reiki master and I started my own part-time practice. And this was still at least, uh, at least 18, 19 years ago. And I had a, a table and I would drive my car and I worked during the day in marketing and then people would call me up and I would go to their house with my table on my shoulder and do a session for them. And I remember I charged 25 bucks. It was for like everything going there, setting up, you know, but it was just, it was, it gave me something um, rewarding to do in life. So it's been quite a journey. And uh, later on, I went back to school for traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture. I had the pleasure, the privilege of of studying with my medical Qigong master for a number of years before he passed. And then the last couple of years, I've been studying with a Taoist monk, a Taoist priest, Taoism, uh, just methods for calming the mind. So my journey has been amazing. And the reason that I entitled my website, my business, Feel Fully Alive Again, was because I had felt like a zombie. And everything that I did, I had amazing mentors and they all helped me basically feel alive again so that's kind of my story okay yeah I didn't know that you worked in marketing that's interesting because that's what I was doing and it wasn't really fulfilling anything for me so that's interesting you worked in it as well yeah I find um a lot of people who work in marketing somehow end up in wellness in some way and I don't know why I don't know I kind of want to like study if there's a correlation between that side of business and like what it does to people, but it's it's interesting that, yeah. Well, the, the job I had actually, I enjoyed for the most part, but I was working seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Okay. And I, I burnt out. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And uh, so I crashed. And so one of the things I wanna do is help people understand that there's more to life than, than that. I mean, yeah, so after that, um, so we had lost our first daughter when we had our, when we had, we have two healthy daughters and at age four, I started coaching their sports and I coached for like 20 years because I didn't want to miss a second with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, with your, uh, energy healing that you do with sessions, do you, um, like, are you intuitively guided on what to do or do you integrate all of the practices that you learn from your mentors and like, are you just guided by what to do when the person sort of walks in? That's such a great question because it really is a mixture. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, through Reiki, I've learned different things and, but I also implement from Chinese medicine, I, I implement acupuncture points, so acupressure points. And then some of my diagnoses I make but also for medical Qigong, I use a lot of that. And, and that's more of uh, moving, specifically moving and targeting spe specific organs. Uh, so I have sort of a technique that I'll use, but I have, to I have to connect with the person and just sort of feel what's going on. So I scan the body and I feel, is there excess, is there deficiency? What emotions are they feeling? And 
So every session is very different, although many of them encompass many of the same techniques, not necessarily in the same order. And a shout out to White Flame, Rhonda at White Flame. Uh, she really re-stoked my love for, for rocks and crystals. So now in my sessions, I use a lot of crystal work too. Okay. Yeah, I, I love crystals as well. I have like a bunch set up. Um, Amanda did a practice uh, reflexology Reiki session on me and she incorporated the crystals as well. Um, yeah, she just like intuitively did it. She's very good at that. Um, I think the crystals are not just like cool, but they have like a power to them with like the different energy that they possess. Certainly they do. Everything's vibration, right? Energy is vibration. When you're using Reiki or, or Qigong and, and the, the vibrations from your hands goes in and it helps dislodge I mean, most of the illness is from things that get stuck in the body. Emotions cause it, physical uh, ailments cause it, and so the vibrations can, can move. The sound is vibrations, color is vibrations, crystals are vibrations. Everything's so connected. And, you know, when I teach Reiki, because I love teaching Reiki, um, and I have like a couple of nice uh, Reiki master people that have been students for a while that'll be doing it this summer, but I always encourage people to bring in whatever their skills are, right? So you know, you, you're so intuitive and you can bring in your card readings and reflexology and all those different things. And that's what makes you your unique Reiki practitioner self when you bring in all your own skills and you just let yourself be you and you don't try to be anybody else. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you find that people come in specifically for Reiki and then end up liking the other practices like the acupuncture more so or is that like the main thing they are like into is the Reiki? That's, that's, that's really split because you know, I don't, the only thing that I really promote is energy work. Mm -hmm. That's really what I'm known for simply because acupuncture stuff has some pretty strict guidelines for advertising and stuff. So I, I don't even, I don't even try to guess. I just don't even bother. So everybody that comes in, I do an energy session. And then what I do is I tell them, here are the other modalities, acupuncture, cupping sort of thing. And if they're drawn to it, you know, and if I think it's appropriate, then we'll try it. I like people to try the different things so they can see what they connect with. Cause I have some people, for example, who are like cupping fanatics, man. Like they just love cupping in every session. They want cupping and some people don't. And some people say the acupuncture, you know, I just stick in a couple of needles and then I do energy work for the rest of the session. Some of them say that the acupuncture takes them deeper. So it's really up to the individual what they connect with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now I kind of want to talk a little bit about astrology. Now I know you don't know a lot about it, but have you ever seen your chart or anything? Oh, like I can tell you I'm a cancer and that's about the extent of- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about being a cancer uh no i just know that i'm me and that's all i know okay um yeah so you are a cancer so any like amanda's a cancer as well and mm -hmm. usually people who are cancers are like naturally sort of intuitive because it's a water sign so anything like energy healing or just being near water and water is like very healing practices for them because um the tendency to pick up energy. Um, I have the cancer rising in me. So uh, that's where 
I don't know if that's where it comes from with me, the like intuitiveness or if that's just me, but um, you have your moon sign in uh, Scorpio. And so you're like double water. So um, I thought that was cool to look at because you have your whole, the last 25 years, you've been doing all of this work and you are very intuitive and um, it like shows through your natal chart, so. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm also, I'm mostly a water type in, in Chinese medicine in the five elements too. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You have uh, two placements. Your chart, when I looked at it, it reminded me of Amanda's chart because hmm. you guys have like three or four of the same placements. And I thought that was funny because she's the one who like found you. I don't know how exactly she found you, but then um, she introduced me. So she, she would send me messages and she's like, I just had this Reiki session. Oh my gosh, it was amazing, life-changing. Lisa, you need to go. Like it was, I was like, wow. <laughs> so, um, but you have uh, Venus and Mars and Gemini. So, um, that's just sort of like how you take action. And I feel like you're very comfortable just with, with talking and teaching. And usually the Geminis are like the teachers within the Zodiac. So yeah, those are just some cool things that I see when I look at your chart. That's pretty amazing. I mean, there's so many different modalities and different ways that you can do alternative you know, health. Uh, it's amazing. And people have to really check them out and, and open themselves up to trying things because you never know what exactly it is that you're going to connect with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and you talked about Amanda and you know, I'm so blessed because I have the most amazing clients and I have the most amazing students. Like every, every day for me is so fun. I'm seriously, I love what I do. And I'm, I'm so blessed to, to be able to do it. And you know, how people find me, I, I don't even know half the time because I have some people coming in from some good distances now and, you know, when I grew up, there was like no Google, there was none of that stuff, right? So everybody says, well, I saw your Google review. I go, cool. Like the first time someone was saying that to me, I go, all right, yay, Google reviews, right? Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. it's, it's all good. But I think the universe, the universe brings people together somehow, always. And anybody who, who ends up in my clinic to work with me, like, Somehow we're destined to work together and we're destined to be on that, that journey and I'll play a part no matter how small in someone's journey. And so I feel really, I also feel very honored and blessed. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to the, like how people find you. I feel like generally in business, most people, it's like the word of mouth. It's like the best kind of referral, but you're on Instagram now though. How are like, is that fun for you? Like, are you able to connect with people on there too? Yeah, so you know, so I was on Facebook first, right? However long ago that was. And my daughters are now 23 and 26. And uh, I remember they said, Dad, are you on Instagram yet? I go, I don't even know what that is. And they rolled their eyes at me, right? You got to get on Instagram, right? So I did. And uh, so it's fun. It's fun because I actually interact with a lot of clients that way because I'm open to people just asking me questions, you know, giving me updates. So that's a lot of fun. And yeah, I've, uh, I've gotten some, some clients that way. I say most people find out, most people tell me they Google and they just somehow they come across me and, and I have, I've gotten like a lot of good reviews now, which, which is awesome. But social media is, 
it's fun. I think it can be a poison. You know, I think it's one of the big causes of anxiety these days. I've been having a lot of younger clients, like 18, 19, 20, 21, shut down with anxiety these days. So you got to be careful, but it definitely can be great. Yeah. I set limits on my phone with it. Like I, I try to be mindful of when I'm scrolling endlessly for no reason. And I just put it down and try to do something more productive. Yeah. Um, on your Facebook and Instagram, your name, you have like after Tony, it says like wolf in quotations. Do you want to explain where that comes from? Sure. Well, wolf's always been my, my animal guide, unofficial animal guide for most of my life. Cause I didn't know they existed, but for example, when, when I ran the marketing office, we were the wolf pack. And after each of our meetings, we would howl at the moon. It was, you know, we had, we had a lot of fun. And people used to give me wolves and pictures of wolves. And then when I was writing my second book, I was talking with a fellow from the UK. And he said, you got to give yourself, uh, you know, if you're going to be on the internet, you can't make everybody, you don't want everybody getting after you. So, so, so let's make a different second name. So we went through names and then he said, and then Wolf came up. I go, that's awesome. So I, I wrote the book as, as Tony Wolf. And so then when I first started my energy business and the very first place I started was in, in Circle Studios, the yoga, the yeah. yoga studio downtown, mm-hmm. and I rented a room a couple of days a week. And uh, so most people knew me only as Tony Wolf. And then later when I got my acupuncture license, I have to legally be like Charles, Anthony, welcome, you know, civil. And so that's why I, I throw in there wolf in quotes so that people who knew me then still can figure out it's me. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know you wrote a book or two books, you said? Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I put two books out there. They didn't hit the, they didn't hit, actually it was like number one on the self-published uh, Amazon list for one night because I, because my buddy told me a strategy, get all your friends to buy in the same hour. And so I was like number one for an hour, but it was an experience. The first one I wrote when I was 50, simply because I just, I wanted to do it because I'd been thinking about it. And I wanted to show my kids that you could do anything. That's cool. I'm actually like, I self-published a poetry collection just to try it at the end of last year. And now I'm writing a book right now. So that's really cool. I should uh, get you a book. <laughs> Maybe Amanda may have bought it. I don't know. She sent me a picture of a book one day. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I've got, I've got it. I've got another book in me. That's going to be by far the, the best book. The first book was just like, here's my story. It was like a, and here's what I did to get better. And the second one, the guy told me to do it more so from make it a sexy marketing book sort of thing but uh so it still has good info on it but the next one's going to be i don't know i have a feeling i don't know when it's coming but but yeah anytime if you want to if you want to chat i certainly learned some things that's for sure okay yeah i did it on like i have it all set up to be on amazon like just Mm self-publish it that way because it's simple um yeah but i have like i have like twelve thousand words written so i'm really happy that i'm like like slowly hitting my like goals, but um, I don't just want it to be like a book where people like read it and not maybe take action. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of making it like a half book, half workbook. So the people can journal in it and like use it and keep it and like make it theirs. It's my that's, like plan. That's really important. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And most you. of my books were written, like most of my writing was done back when Starbucks was open to sit in. Yeah. 
Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I miss coffee shop meetings, like going to meet with a person in real life and talk to them as opposed to doing like Zoom calls. Yeah. Sorry, right, it'll be back. The world's mm -hmm. always changing. And, mm -hmm. you know, as, as, as much as some people feel, you know, stuck in some darkness right now, and because a lot of people come in the clinic, they're so anxious and stuck and, you know, forlorn. And I just tell them, listen, the world's always changing. And this is going to change too. And just when it seems it's the darkest, things are starting to get lighter already. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be back in coffee shops. Yeah. Um, so the next question I just have on the list is, um, so how long has the Concession Street Clinic been open? Like how many years? So this fall, the Concession Street will be two years. Oh, okay. So before then I was up on... Uh, on fennel in, uh, in a house, but it was on the second floor without an elevator. And I uh, had a, a wonderful client who's in a wheelchair and she's taught me so much about courage and life. And I, I just knew, I said, I have to be accessible. So I started just, I walked down Concession Street, knocking on doors, asking if they had any space, even if there was no sign. And the building I'm in, in the front is a neurologist, Dr. Wren, who's like the coolest lady ever, right? And so they, she said, well, I have these tiny little cubicles in the front I could rent you. I, go, I don't think that's going to work. She says, well, we do have this space in the back. It hasn't been used for a couple of years. So I said, like, I'm open. I said, well, let's look. So I go in and it looked like it hadn't been lived in since like, 70s maybe <laughs> but I just felt I just I just felt it the, the, there was just this peace and this energy and I said this is this is going to be it and I had to double like, it was a big jump because I doubled my rent like I was taking on all these extra commitments but had to be accessible and the place just felt right so that's why we're there and, and uh, yeah it's been really blessed and then last summer the Concession Business Improvement Association was doing murals and we got to put the butterfly mural on our wall. Yeah. So, so awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything just starts connecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you're walking down Concession, you don't see the building because it's kind of back. Just look for the mural on the wall and follow it like to the door. I always tell people, look for Papa Leo's restaurant, even though it's closed. Everybody knows Papa Leo's. And then we're at that little alleyway at the back. We're kind of like a like a hidden treasure, because you're right. Most people would have no idea that we're there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the question I had was sort of like how you find support in the Hamilton community or like why um, you like think the community in Hamilton's amazing, because you're from Hamilton, correct? Well, I've been here for a number of years, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So like I moved here because uh, my wife's from Hamilton. So we moved here after we got married. So we've been here a while. Um, and Hamilton's like a really cool place. Now I grew up in Toronto, okay. right? So I was an Argos fan and I hated the Thai Cats and we used to make fun of Hamilton from across the lake. Well, I grew up in like Brampton and Port Credit, but we consider that Toronto. And, uh, but when you're in Hamilton, it's so beautiful. I mean, the, the trails around here, so amazing. Like I, I wouldn't leave, I don't want to leave here at all. We've lived up the mountain, down the mountain. And you ask about the support. Well, I'm very much an introvert. 
Um, basically, unless I'm in charge or something like giving classes or something, then I love to talk. But if I just walk into a room with five people, I don't know, like I'm the one that's not saying anything. So if I ever had to go to network meetings or anything, those were kind of futile for, for me. But I was blessed to meet the most amazing people. Like when I opened up at Circle Studios, and Melanie took me in and introduced me to people there who supported me. And then I went. And so every time I meet someone new, you know, they introduce me to some of their circle, to some of their friends. And I have, in the last five years, I have met like the coolest people ever, ever. So I think the support system is great. And so now it's to the point where I get referrals from other professionals, counselors and stuff, and I refer out. And I think that's really important because there's, there's certain things that we can all do really well, but it's also important to know the things you can't do. And I know there's lots of things I can't do. So for those, I always want to try to know someone that I trust that I can send out, send people to. Yeah, so it's been fantastic. And, you know, us connecting, you know, your business, my, like, it's just, it's, it's so fun. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 And uh, right now, anyone who asks me about Reiki, like I have Reiki too, but I don't think I will practice it on people because it's just still too like overwhelming for me. I don't want to like jeopardize um, my own energy because like the things that have happened before, but um, I refer to, like I tell everyone to go to uh, your place for concession. <laughs> well, you're very, you're very kind that way. And I, I thank you for that. And, you know, when the world can be that way, it's great. I remember, um, you know, when I was a financial advisor, I was a financial advisor, I was down at Font Hill. Font Hill is not a big place. Um, and there's a lot of financial advisors in Font Hill. And so I started to get, I started to get live in scarcity and because I thought there's, there's not enough clients. Like how am I ever gonna survive with so many advisors? And then it, it becomes like a keep away. This is terrible, terrible, terrible place to be in. Terrible feeling, not Font Hill, but the place I was living in that scarcity mindset. And it, I had to switch it to, to the fact that there's more than enough of everything for everyone. And when I teach Reiki, in fact, some of my students ask me, they go, you know, aren't you cutting off your own hand, right? By teaching me Reiki, because I'll probably go out and I might get clients. And I say, I believe that everybody's attracted to someone for a reason. And so someone who comes in, if they want to do Reiki as a career, they're going to be able to attract people I could never attract. And the fact is the world needs more Reiki, period. So we need as many practitioners as possible so that everybody, like in marketing, everybody is a hot button, right? In Reiki, everybody's going to be connected to somebody. They're going to find that connection. Yeah. So. Someone on Instagram who I follow, she lives out in LA and she's like an astrologer tarot person. And her description of it was sometimes it can seem like um, because you're doing it, everyone around you, like you know who the other people are that are doing it. You can think everyone knows about it, but not that many people in the world of like 7 billion know about it and like it it needs to be shared more. So it's not that, um, it's like it's not the competition so much. It's like the collaborating and just sharing what you know to help somebody. Yeah, because as I said, all the different alternative health in quotes mm -hmm. modalities that there are, you know, people, it's not really advertised in the main street, in the main the media, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it certainly it's more popular than it was 27 years ago, but 
and so you do astrology and, and I admit I know very little about it and so like it I would go to you I would have someone go to you for that sort of thing because what the heck what can I do nothing so I think that's it's beautiful to to create relationships and just to help each other out and I've also referred Reiki clients to some people and if they decided that they needed a female for example or some other specific thing that they needed. If I didn't feel that I was the best equipped to handle that, then I'll send that up. Yeah. So the last few questions I have are all about mindfulness because this is the Be Mindful podcast. So um, the first one is what does mindfulness mean to you? What does mindfulness mean to me? Well, it just means to me, just reconnecting with myself and uh, I've been like a total journey for that because I totally disconnected and I totally lived in a in an unmindful state I was totally reactive and uh, so you know as I said my studies with my mentors and especially my my Dallas Reese has given me this thought that really it's about going into the quietness going into the stillness and when the world seems overwhelming, the answer is always in letting go. And to me, that's kind of what mindfulness is. It's letting go of, of the ego, letting go of resistance, and just living your life and not what anybody else thinks that you should do. And when you can find that path or that way and truly be in tune with yourself, to me, that's kind of what it means. Does that connect with you at all or how do, yeah. you, how do you describe it? Yeah, I usually just say um, like how I connect it with the work that I do with people, connecting astrology and mindfulness together. It's sort of just developing an awareness and then using that awareness to make the best decisions for you within your life. That's what I usually say. So, yeah. That sounds great. I love that. Mm -hmm. So how do you sort of explore mindfulness in your day-to-day -day life? Like, do you have a specific like routine or practice with anything like meditation or even self-reiki or whatever modality that you use? One of, my, one of the most powerful ones for me is just being out in nature um, and walking. So I, I hike in the summer, in the fall, I hike a lot. I'm not so much a winter guy. I just try to do indoor stuff, but so there's that, that's always reconnects me and calms me. Um, I do meditate a lot and I do a lot of breath work. Um, and I sit in stillness. I sit in stillness a lot and just let myself go and let whatever needs to come to me, come to me. So one of the practices that I try to do every night is there's a room I can sit in with the lights out and the curtains open and I just have whatever music I'm listening to. And I just sit and look out the window in the dark for half an hour or an hour or four hours. And I just it totally calms me and I have the best sleeps after those. So, and I do a lot, I do Qigong. You know, I do obviously Reiki. And when I do Reiki sessions on others, like I'm so blessed because that's total, that's total letting go, right? It's, you just, I'm just there and the energy is flowing through me. And so that also is a great, in my opinion, form of, of mindfulness. So yeah, I'm blessed. I have a lot of time to do it because this is my career, but I know that a lot of people who have really, like I used to have really hectic lives and business is something 
that they're going to have to find a way to work into their lives. And it's hard at first, but I think that if people could do that, the world would change pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a quote that says, um, I don't know who said the quote, but it says you should like meditate or be mindful for an hour every day. And if you say you're too busy, then you should do it for two hours. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard that quote. I have heard that and I agree, but I also think the one thing my Shifu always says, because he'll give me assignments to do this, meditate this, do this. You know, I had a 24-hour meditation retreat the other day and just in me sitting alone in my clinic. And But I say, well, should I do it this way or should I do it this way? Should I sit in this pose? Or he says, which way will you do it more? What, what will make you want to do it more? And then that's your answer. So I think that if people could just because let's face it, most people sit in stillness never. If people could sit in stillness for one minute or five minutes and just get their way into it, I think that would be a great start. And if they, but I think what you said is is right. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling uh, my mom that the other day because she says she never has time to do it, and I'm like, you know, no, you have to make the time to to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And just people finding their own way to do it. Mm-hmm. whatever works for them yeah it could be dancing it could be singing i really believe because that all we want to do is quiet the mind quiet the discursive monkey mind it's always chattering yeah. and however you can do it that's the way to do it yeah that's what i kind of use the astrology to help people figure out because <clears throat> each zodiac sign is connected to an element so it's like whatever one's present that person might resonate with more so <clears throat> Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'll become an astrology fan, man. <laughs> Sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like anyone who has a lot of fire in their chart would be more into like the dancing and singing and the movement as opposed to someone who's like an earth sign can really just walk or sit and be. It's just like the different energies associated with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for... Uh, doing this with me and coming on the podcast um so how can everyone find you I'll put like links to everything to connect with you but um I guess how can they find you online in person and then the different ways that they can work with you sure well if you want to find me in the summer if I'm walking around I have this hat that my kids roll their eyes at but that's okay because I like it so if you see a guy with glasses and a brown hat man that's probably me right you can say hello uh, so online, most of my stuff is Feel Fully Alive Again. So Facebook, Feel Fully Alive Again. Instagram, Feel Fully Alive Again. My website is feelfullyaliveagain.com. And one of the things that I just launched was uh, is a coaching program that I've been meaning to do for years. And I finally stepped through the fear. And it's been the most phenomenal thing because when people come in for the energy sessions, it's a great lift but I find that people could use a little extra support. So if you're kind of stuck or feeling really anxious or something like that, then I still have a few slots open. I do a lot of personal attention, so there's not a lot of room, but you can, you can, connect, you can connect through my website for that, yeah. Yeah, I saw your coaching thing and I was like looking at it on the website and I was like, oh, it sounds so like, it just sounds cool like what you're doing to like share what you know to help well the time i mean 
times come, right? We all have, we, everybody who's an alternative health practitioner in any way has got to step up. They got to do it. I know when I went to acupuncture school, there's some amazing acupuncturists, brilliant, but they were afraid, basically afraid to let anybody know what they did, right? Because they didn't want to be seen as like, oh, I'm doing this for money or whatever. But so then they couldn't, they had to close their practice. And if you can't practice them, you're not contributing your skill to the world. So everybody who's an alternative health practitioner of any kind right now, the world needs you. We got to step up. So let the world know what you're doing. Man. Let them know. Okay. Yeah, that's a great way to uh, end it. Let the world know. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm trying not to be afraid to say that I'm a astrologer, met mindfulness teacher and things like that. So because you're always not like afraid of the reaction of what people will think, but like a little bit because we're human. Mm -hmm. but yeah no I love your posts I love seeing your social media stuff it's it's awesome okay thank you I have I'm having more fun with it now because I'm like sharing things that I am passionate about than I was like a year ago so yeah I say you can tell the difference you can read you just take one look at you and you can tell the difference thank you yeah so I'll include uh links <clears throat> oh my voice I'll include links to everything and um yeah, everyone should go follow Tony because he posts even like little motivational videos sometimes too on Instagram and um, check out his energy clinic if you're in Hamilton. Yeah, and I got a YouTube channel out too. Oh. Man. Okay, I'll have to include YouTube. I'm like, I'm the internet guy, but yeah. All right, so thanks so much. It's been a great pleasure and uh, I, I want to continue to see your posts and all your adventures. Okay, awesome. If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.